Section 28 of Why Do We Need a Public Library by Various. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Reading by Matt Perard. Section 28 of Why Do We Need a Public Library by Various. Correspondence between Sir Nicholas H. Nicholas and Mr. Panizzi number one sir n h nicholas to mr panese torrington square eighteenth may eighteen forty six my dear sir i beg leave to acquaint you with what occurred to me to-day in the reading-room of the british museum thinking it a proper subject of complaint at a few minutes after three o'clock i wrote according to the present forms or five books after half an hour, four of them were brought me. The fifth, viz. Burchett's Complete History of Transactions at Sea, not having appeared, I spoke twice to Mr. Scott, who assured me that he had often applied for it, and that on his last application he was told that I was given a wrong pressmark, which he had corrected. I denied that I had given a wrong pressmark. At half past four, I again asked for the book, and a strong observation, having caused the gentleman who succeeded Mr. Pace to attend to the matter, he ascertained that I had given both the title and the pressmark correctly. A person then came to me from the library. His first excuse was that though the pressmark and the title were correctly given, I had erroneously quoted the date. That was true but I submit that when a pressmark and a title are correctly stated, the book ought to be forthcoming, or, at all events, that some explanation should be afforded before an hour and a half. I told him so, and his excuse then was that he had only had my ticket half an hour, and that he had sent me four books. How far this may be a justification it is for you to judge, and I leave the facts without comment for your consideration. I remain, etc. I ought to add that the person's manner was not disrespectful. Number 2. Mr. Panizzi to Sir N. H. Nicholas, British Museum, May 19, 1846. My dear sir, I hasten to answer your letter of yesterday's date, which I have this moment received. With reference to the delay of which you complain in the delivery of four out of five of the works you asked, it is now impossible for me to find on whom the fault rests. Had you informed me of the delay at the moment, I might have been more successful. The attendant who sent those four works to the reading room has not been here long and may, therefore, have been less prompt in finding them than a more experienced hand might have been, and I regret it. As to the fifth book, it appears from your letter that you required a folio printed at London in 1720. You have, however, given on the ticket the size of 8VO, the place as FBR, which may be, is meant for London, and the date 1704. 
there is in the catalogue a work of virgin different from the one you wanted and immediately preceding it eight bo london seventeen o four you mistook this part of the entry of what you did not want and applied it to what you did should you not deem this answer satisfactory i will thank you by your informing me of it that i may lay your complaint before the trustees believe me etc number three sir n h nicholas to mr panisi torrington square eighteenth may eighteen forty six my dear sir in reply to your letter i beg leave to say that your explanation is wholly unsatisfactory to me i did not make any complaint respecting the four books because i am so accustomed to such a delay that i consider it a matter of course though certainly not one of necessity with respect to the fifth book i am of opinion that the title only ought to be as it would have been in the time of your predecessors sufficient i did however give and correctly the press mark and there is no other book in the english language with that title it is idle to pretend that because a mistake was made as to its size and date which in the instance of a work of which there is only one edition cannot be necessary and ought not to be required there was any difficulty in finding the volume if there had really been any doubt as to the work i required why was not the question asked me or both books brought whereas no notice whatever was taken of my application for an hour and a half and then only because i insisted upon its being attended to you seem to think that i should have informed you of the delay in bringing the four books i rejoice that i did not waste my time in such a manner for now when i do complain of a flagrant act of neglect you think fit to justify it by imputing it to myself in not having given correctly that which ought not to be required my next complaint shall be to the trustees themselves i pray of you to use your own discretion about submitting this correspondence to the trustees it is the less material to me whether you do or do not do so inasmuch as i am perfectly sure that their attention must very shortly be called by the public or by the government to the difficulties and delay arising from the present regulations and the state of the catalogues in obtaining printed books believe me etc number four mr panizzi to sir n h nicholas may twentieth eighteen forty six my dear sir your letter of the nineteenth as well as my answer in your reply of yesterday shall be laid before the trustees no one will rejoice more than myself at a thorough investigation of any part of my conduct brought on by avowed and specific complaints in an open and straightforward manner believe me etc number five the same to the same may twenty second eighteen forty six my dear sir the trustees meet to-morrow saturday may twenty third at one o'clock p m our correspondence shall be submitted to them simply with a request on my part that they be pleased to inquire into all the circumstances to which it refers 
i shall consider it a favour if you will bring before them all the charges you have to make against me and be ready to substantiate them believe me etc number six sir n h nicholas to mr panese torrington square may twenty second eighteen forty six my dear sir when my letters to you including if you please the present one are submitted to the trustees they will learn that in my opinion a great change is necessary in the regulations of the reading-room and i beg leave to assure you that i am perfectly ready to avow and maintain to the trustees everything which i may have at any time or in any place said or written on the subject should they think proper to ask me to do so it may assuredly be permitted to me as one of the public to complain to the head of any department of neglect in that department and even to consider as i most certainly do with respect to yours that many of its proceedings however well intended are detrimental to the public and require to be altered without being told that i am bringing charges against you which i am invited to substantiate as if i were accusing you of misconduct believe me etc number seven mr panese to sir n h nicholas may twenty third eighteen forty six my dear sir notwithstanding the concluding part of your letter of yesterday which shall be submitted to the trustees with the rest of our correspondence i think that to find fault with my department implies a charge against myself still more so as in your second letter you began by declaring that my first was wholly unsatisfactory that in the time of my predecessors things were better managed by their requiring only the title of the books wanted by readers and no press mark that your next complaint should be to the trustees themselves and concluded by stating that their attention must shortly be called by the public or by government to the difficulties and delay arising from the present regulations and state of the catalogues in obtaining printed books these are certainly charges and i naturally expected you would do me the favour to bring them before the trustees so that i might have an opportunity of proving them groundless i am glad that you now give me credit for good intentions but as you still consider that many of my proceedings are detrimental to the public and require to be altered i shall feel obliged by your informing me what are the proceedings to which you allude i presume that your unfavourable opinion of them is of a recent date believe me etc number eight sir n h nicholas to mr panese torrington square twenty four may eighteen forty six my dear sir i am favoured with your letter of yesterday as you have referred our correspondence to the trustees and as my letters advert to those arrangements in your department which i consider detrimental to the public it is possible that i may be requested by the trustees to state my objections more fully when you will have an opportunity of answering them if however the trustees do not do so you may be assured that you shall have ample information on the subject to enter into a personal discussion with a gentleman who is so perfectly satisfied 
of the propriety of his own measures as to invite it only that he may prove my objections to them groundless and who when complained to of a flagrant act of neglect in his department thought proper to justify it would manifestly be an utter waste of time there must be an appeal to a higher authority and which is the more necessary because you may not be answerable for all though you certainly are for much of what seems to be improper in your department you are mistaken in supposing that my unfavorable opinion on those points is of a recent date my sentiments respecting press marks etc have long been entertained and expressed i have also long thought that the delay in completing the catalogue was unjustifiable but not having carefully examined its plan until a few weeks ago or been acquainted with your last reports i was not aware of its imperfections until lately it is candid to acquaint you that the opinions which i entertain about press marks and the delay in obtaining printed books are shared by every literary man to whom i have spoken that no one can account for the delay in completing the catalogue and that none approve of its plan the general feeling appears to be similar to my own namely that the effect of the system you have introduced is to keep all the working part of literary men out of the library until they are actually compelled to refer to it you must admit that this question is one of deep interest to literature and as i do not imagine that you desire or intend to produce such results i may without any personal offence presume to think that you have made some serious mistakes believe me etc number nine mr panizzi to sir n h nicholas british museum may twenty fifth eighteen forty six my dear sir i have to acknowledge your letter of yesterday and as do what i may i cannot prevail upon you to reduce to a definite and tangible shape the vague and serious charges which you have volunteered against me i must have patience and wait till you bring them before the higher authority of which you speak when as you foresee i may show that i am not answerable for all though you with characteristic fairness have begun by supposing that i was the only one of your charges about which you venture to come to something like particulars that relating to the press marks etc i cannot avoid showing to be utterly groundless and i am confident that you will agree with me in spite of your unfavorable opinion which i persist in thinking of a recent date the great object of a public library is dispatch in procuring books this can only be secured by perspicuity in describing them in my humble judgment no better mode could possibly be devised for obtaining any particular work than the printed tickets which i suggested in eighteen thirty seven and which are now in use by specifying the titles from the catalogue and copying from it the press marks the applicant can at once identify the particular edition or copy of an edition which he requires the importance of this to a critical student is obvious and i cannot show the utility of the new system more forcibly than by appealing to your own experience 
which will bear me out in saying that readers have often before the introduction of those tickets been assured that a book was not in the museum though they had themselves referred to it only a few days before the requisition to insert the titles and press marks on the tickets is not merely reasonable but it is indispensable if the library is to be conducted with satisfaction to the public and to the librarians if people will not take the trouble to comply with rules which so far from being vexatious are absolutely necessary for their own comfort they can have no right to complain the fault is theirs if mistakes or delay ensue and it is as absurd as it is unjust to impute the effect of their own ignorance or carelessness to the officers of the museum i thank you for your candor in acquainting me that the opinion which you entertain about press marks and the delay in obtaining printed books is shared by every literary man to whom you have spoken to be as candid with you i beg to say that the experience of everyone who has been heard speak at the museum has convinced him of the great improvements which have taken place since my last appointment i now beg that you will do me the favor to give me your authority for your assertion i shall be most happy to give you mine for one so directly at variance with yours i am etc number ten sir m h nicholas to mr panizzi torrington square twenty sixth may eighteen forty six my dear sir the sooner a correspondence with a gentleman who will not understand what would be perfectly intelligible to everybody else who perverts the obvious meaning of courteous expressions who affects to disbelieve a distinct assurance and who ventures to accuse another of unfairness adding that it is characteristic is concluded the better all which i have yet said of your proceedings as keeper of the printed books is as i have no doubt you are aware before the public and i only wait until my comments are finished to send you a copy of them from the author you will find that in my opinion one you have introduced regulations into the library which are vexatious and unnecessary and impede research by preventing literary men from consulting the books with facility and comfort two that the new catalogue is improperly delayed and that its plan is injudicious if not impracticable and therefore that the money spent on its compilation is wasted with respect to press marks my objection is as you cannot but know not to their being inserted in the catalogue to be used if a reader desires to identify a particular copy of a book but to your insisting as a sine qua non to the delivery of any book whatever no matter how well known it may be that the applicant shall refer to the catalogue and fill up five volumes literally including the press mark i say this is vexatious and unnecessary in one hundred out of one hundred and five cases the title itself written from memory ought to be as i repeat it it was in the time of your predecessors sufficient if a particular edition is wanted the applicant will not fail to specify it if he has a doubt as to the title or edition he will then refer to the catalogue but in my case 
when i had copied both the title and the press mark i could not obtain the book and you justify the neglect i entirely deny that your system causes a quicker delivery of books on the contrary i declare from experience that the delay is now much greater than it was before you introduced your scheme a reader is still sometimes told that a book is not in the library though he may have used it only a few days before perhaps you may not have forgotten the index to the dispatches of the duke of wellington which you insisted with characteristic gentleness was not in the library though i over and over again told you i had had it in my hands within a week i persisted and the book was brought to me in ten minutes after your vehement assurances that it was not in the museum so much for the working of your system you say the fault in these cases is the applicants for not complying with all your regulations and you coolly talk of their imputing the effect of their own ignorance or carelessness to the officers of the museum i answer that the officers of the museum have no right to impose regulations which are vexatious and unnecessary which give useless trouble and cause great loss of time the applicants may almost as reasonably be expected to copy the whole of the first and last pages of books as what you require and because an unimportant mistake is made as to the date and size of a book of which there is only one edition and no similar title in the english language the salaried officer of the institution refuses or rather justifies his subordinate in refusing the book and thinks it decorous and proper to taunt him with ignorance or carelessness there is nothing so attractive in this controversy as to induce me to bring others into it and if you do not choose to believe my assertion i cannot help it i have not presumed to doubt anything you have said nor to impute improper motives to your conduct but courtesy is a matter of feeling and i have no right to expect you to imitate me i must say again that the matters under discussion can only be settled by a higher authority than yours you have brought the subject before the trustees i have as i usually do on subjects which concern the public laid the facts before the public you can vindicate your proceedings either to the trustees or to the public i avow and maintain all i have and all i may yet say but i decidedly decline to continue this correspondence because i am sure it can lead to no desirable result and for the other reasons which i have assigned i consider the subject one of a public nature and regret to perceive that you are angry for until your last letter i have determined to avoid making any personal remark likely to displease you believe me etc i can have no sort of objection to your laying this and my last letter together with the communication which you will receive from me on monday next before the trustees if you see fit number eleven mr panici to sir n h nicholas may twenty seventh eighteen forty six sir i am surprised to find that the expressions which displease you most in my letter of the twenty sixth instant are those which i transcribed verbatim from one which you volunteered to write to me in eighteen thirty seven and of which i enclosed a copy you then warmly approved of those 
very arrangements which you now so violently condemn i call upon you to publish the enclosed along with the observations which you are to send me on monday next in order that all unprejudiced and sincere persons may judge what reliance is to be placed on the opinions and assertions of a man endowed with so flexible a judgment and so treacherous a memory i am etc number twelve sir n h nicholas to mr pennixy torrington square twenty six may eighteen forty six sir your communication of this day induces me most reluctantly to add one more letter to our correspondence it is proper that i should advert to my letter of the twentieth of october eighteen thirty seven of which you have made so candid and gentlemanly and if i condescend to imitate your style i might say so characteristic a use the production of that letter gives me neither surprise nor concern i usually write and speak from the impression of the moment and must expect occasionally especially after an interval of nearly nine years to find some inconsistencies in my opinions in this case however the inconsistency is more apparent than real but be it great or small you are welcome to any use you can make of it the facts as you well know were these in eighteen thirty seven it seems that i was not satisfied with the management of the reading-room as the time in obtaining printed books was greater than it had formerly been you succeeded to the department and introduced the rules which have in practice proved inconvenient but which were supposed to do much within the first few weeks after your appointment to remedy the evil it seems also that you made other improvements and that the changes elicited my praise experience has however proved that i was mistaken and i have long since seen my mistake so long as the apparent effect lasted it appeared to justify the apparent cause it was better to give ten minutes to the catalogue than to wait three not to say six times as long as i have often done of late for a book the additional trouble however remains without the advantage which alone justified its imposition it is really too much to oblige readers to waste their time over the catalogue and to revert to worse than the old delays so long as your plan worked well i approved of it for some years past it has worked ill and i have condemned it you wisely tried an experiment but you unwisely continued the plan though it has failed i have no reluctance to avow a change in my opinions whenever it has been produced by a change in the circumstances on which it was formed but i have no respect for mulish obstinacy or bigoted self-sufficiency you may be sure that if a convenient opportunity be afforded me for printing my letter to you of october eighteen thirty seven it shall after collation with the original be published but i will not separate it from this correspondence the english public will learn with astonishment the manner in which by a series of unmarked quotations a generous letter may be perverted for ungenerous purposes i am etc p s should you possess any letter from me commending the plan of the catalogue i should be very happy to add it to our recent correspondence n h n london 
printed by Charles Whittingham, Tooks Court, 1846. End of section 28.